I was. I caused a whole lot of trouble. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Did you speak the truth? No, Thea gave me the prize for causing the most trouble. Oh, yes. Oh, the yes. Screen, screen cleaning kit. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I was like, dude, you should have given me the headphones. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the ZA Dev Chat podcast. And tonight we're talking to Mandla and Theo about uh, Sezonki Rising. I'm looking forward to this chat. It's been a long time coming. Um, yeah, so we're joined by Len. How's it? Taylor, how's it? And Theo, who's been on the show before. So how's it, Theo? Hey all. And Mandla, first time. Welcome. Thank you. Hi everyone. So maybe as a quick starter why don't you guys give us uh, a bit of your background just so the audience got a gets a chance to get to know you guys a bit uh, theo would you kick us off yeah sure so um i don't know if i mentioned it last time work for driven alliance i've been with them for about two years now um and i've been doing software dev for about eight years and i've i've always loved training people since varsity days um yeah that's me in a nutshell yeah, and uh, yeah, same thing, similar <laughs> to Theo. I'm working for Driven Alliance uh, for just over 18 months now. Um, yes, I've been writing code for about nine years. Um, and yes, uh, I have a degree in computer science. Yeah, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Awesome, awesome. So we had to chat about Sazonki Rising. Um, let's just get the ball rolling. Like, tell us a bit, like, just the background. When did it start, and and what does it mean? What's in that name? Okay, um, I'll I'll kick that that one off. Uh, so, Sunk Rising is a movement that started in 2014 officially, but unofficially, I believe that there's a lot of work that went into the background of creating um, this platform where we can reach out to the community and um, and get young stars um, to you know to learn how to code and yeah officially we started in 2014 and when we started it was called um, i think it was called driven spark uh, for for a few months but then it just the name was driven spark didn't 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 resonate with what um, the spirit of Sisonke was about um, until later on in that year, like we wanted an African name that will, you know, like almost Zulu that will resonate with the with the, with the youngsters. But most of the kids in the um, in Sisonke are Zulu and Samasutu. So uh, so yeah, Sisonke just I think emerged as uh, because Sisonke means we are together in in Zulu and rising it means. So if you combine the two words, Sisonke rising, we you know it's basically rising up, grow it's a sign of growth together, you know, and it it signifies, it talks, it speaks to, you know, team effort and, and just growing up together. And yeah, that's that's Sisonke. Here you wanna add? Yeah, so it was quite funny when um just before Manla joined, 
we were talking about <laughs> um, we were talking about uh, we need to start this initiative. A couple of us felt felt that we want to start an initiative like this, and we were always not sure about it. And one day, Mandla just came, uh, or Mandla joined Driven, and you know he said, "Oh, I like that idea, and I feel very passionate about it." And the next thing I knew, this Sazonke Rising was going. And classes were starting. So Sazonke Rising is not just about uh, teaching kids to to code. It's it's about the values behind what we believe in. Um, and I think that's embodied very much by by Manla's passion. Everybody involves passion. Um, so yeah, that's Sazonke Rising is teaching kids to code, but um, through through not just code but values as well. Well, so you mentioned some values there. Well, perhaps you can dig into that a little bit. What what kind of values are you trying to bring to the kids? So it's funny. Um, we, we well, actually, Mandla is better at explaining this part. Oh, Mandla. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Uh, Theo does the, that the too, way... by the way. He just puts you on the spot, right? Uh, he definitely did that. Eh? He <laughs> went there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so w- when we started with with Sisonke, mm. um, I mean, one thing that Theo and I have in common is that we both have degrees. So we we went through university, went through the university system, and we, I mean, and through that, we we are very passionate about code and about learning, you know. And so over the years, personal my personal experience is that the people that that were teaching me programming in in computer science in my computer science degree is that they were very much on the on the tools and 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 practices you know and and the theory you know so it was it was always that missing link so when we started sisonke we said um we, we wanted to be very careful as to how we position the learning because most of the kids they um I mean, I did mention that we, we, we get the kids in from Deep Slot and Oliver and Old Barge, which are townships uh, around Midrand, um, the northern side of Johannesburg. The, it was very important that we had to present a complete story, starting with being able to show the kids, one, what is the, just the importance of learning, you know, and how you learn, you know, for them to learn how they learn. And for that, what better way to than to use uh, the spine model, which Kevin, luckily Kevin and, and Danny were on the show, I think a couple of weeks ago, and they spoke about it. You know, address things from a values level, values, principles, practices, and tools. You know, and then we looked at now. Let's start with values. Let let's say what 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 is the common value? What are the common values that we all share? And we we spoke about we chose I mean we, together with the kids it's not something that we, we we made on our own we we chose that we we value communication because that's face to face communication is better that's how we we get information across and that's how you collaborate and then we we value feedback and we value courage and courage mainly because that as youngsters and given their backgrounds they will struggle with with simple things that maybe some some of us or some of the other kids don't struggle with, you know, um, they grow up in environments where they are told to shut up um, than to speak up, 
you know, and and it's 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 a whole dimension, and they 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 grow up in environment like in in the typical African culture. You're not allowed to look at someone in the eye. You know, it's it's disrespectful. But I mean, in this case, if you're going you're going to to be a professional software developer and work with professionals, you need to keep that eye contact. And courage as a value just came to the to the fore that we we are very intentional about that. You know. And we, we have a, a simplicity that it's it's very important to keep things simple. Make it simple to yourself in your head and uh, learn, and learn from there going forward. And over over and above it, everything else, you need to have fun while doing it. And actually, it's a value that came from them that we want to have fun while doing this. So if you come to Sisonke one weekend, you will see that everything is just around uh shorter iterations and it's a lot of fun it's a very fun environment so that's that's those are the values that 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 we we hit on mm. you wanna you wanna add a bit yeah so um we started we started off um with the xp values funny enough um as a baseline and then the kids decided to to add to it which was quite quite awesome i I can remember being so shocked and awed by this little i can't remember i think he was 12 uh was it emmanuel mandla yeah that's right it was emmanuel yeah it is i think he's 12 years old saying you know we need to have fun while doing it this is such an aha moment because yes we actually do need to have fun while we do it and i think he added another one which is care you know, and a, a little 12 year old saying we need to care about what we're doing, about what we're programming, about the people that we interact with is just so awesome. And one of the best parts to me about Sezonke is in the mornings, a lot of the times we'll start with just sh- sharing the values. What are the values and how have you applied it? And what does this value mean to you? And just hearing these kids um, come up with the best things ever and hearing how they've applied this, these values are just brilliant um mm. it's just so eye-opening this this sounds amazing maybe just to give us a bit of context like you can you can position this in space and time like so you go what on a saturday you go out to dipslurt i think you guys said dipslurt's one of the areas where you've got kids like maybe just talk us through how it actually works like how does how does sasanke actually happen <laughs> So, so funny enough, we went through um, Driven Alliance doesn't need, really need offices, but we had a very small office very close to Kevin's place in Midrand, um, which is obviously positioned close to Deep Slurt and Ulivenad Bosch, where the other kids come from. And Mandla started there with the kids, and I can remember coming the first time. It was, oh, man, it's a two-by-two two room. Um, but they were in there and they were enjoying it. And then the, we outgrew that. And when we went to a different place that was also close by, but it just didn't work out. Um, and then Kevin got fed up. Um, and he went and built a cabin on his, um, on his property in Midrand, close to Deep Slip and Elevena Bush, get it out for all our needs with a heater and aircon and all of that stuff. So, I mean, Kevin, uh, Kevin Trithui, um, has been, uh, pivotal in this as well. Him and his wife, Shunaz, that from the beginning bought food for the kids. That's something Mandla can speak out, speak, speak about a bit later as well, I think. So, but yeah, um, we start out in the mornings at about 8.30 or 8 now again. Um, a taxi comes and picks up a lot of the kids from Deep Sluit. 
Um, and Mandla then also picks up a lot of kids from Levin at Bosch. Um, and then we go through the values. Uh, and sure, um, we've recently changed how we do stuff there. So it's type racer from A to A30. Hey, Mandla. Yeah, that's correct. With, with the growth of the kids, one thing that we, we realized, because I mean, we experienced as uh, learning, we experienced those growing pains. And one of the, the pain is that they're typing very slow. Their typing is really not good because they don't have computers at home. And, and then so what we do, at 8 o'clock, we started doing a type racer. Uh, from 8 o'clock to 8.30, you know, they all get involved in the type, race, type racing exercise. And then from 8.30, we, we, we titled the section Fundamentals, which is basically talks about the, you know, the, the core coding concepts and using Python. As, as the language of choice. So we just learning the, the syntax and the fundamentals of the language. And in most cases, we will use Code Academy, you know, use the, the Python course through Code Academy. And then from, from there, we do that for about an hour. And then with short breaks in between, and we, we're very intentional about keeping this short iteration. So within, after 15 minutes, we wanna get feedback because as a value that we want to get feedback quickly, we want to know what, what have you learned in that 15 minutes. If you haven't learned anything, then what's wrong? You know, let's fix it in the next iteration. So we do the Code Academy session. And then from there, we, the other, the last section of, 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 the, sec, of the session is, is basically what we call legacy code. So we have a bunch of games that were written in Python. So the kids get to have a look at so first to see a working product, so they run this these games on their machine, and then from there they look at the code, and then they look at what what what's wrong with the code, what they could fix based on what they've learned, you know. And you'll you'll hear them talking about variable naming that the names are not descriptive enough. We're talking about um, you know things like uh, things uh, the four uh, four rules uh, or four simple rules of de of design like. It, it doesn't express intent. And some of the games don't have tests, so they will try and add te unit tests on, 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 on these games. So it's, it's very interesting with, I mean, the, the, the last bit of the session. Um, and how the, like, so what, a, what sort of age, age range have you got and how are the kids responding to all of this? We've got, we've got one, one boy who's about 12, 13. We had a couple others as well. Um, but for various reasons that dropped out. And then we have all the way from, um, seven, I don't think we have a 17 year old now, but we had from 17 all the way until, um, mid twenties. 25. That's the oldest kid. Well, that's cool. And, and how's it going? I mean, how are the kids, uh, adapting? Are they learning to actually program or? How's, what, what's the progress like? It varies. Um, it definitely varies. We've got one kid um, who, Morel, he's, he's just so, he's a go-getter. So he would go and research stuff. He went ahead in the course material on Code Academy. He's at the moment writing a Python game, um, which is awesome. Um, he figured out how to create the forms and draw buttons and um, buy game and all of that stuff. So he's going forward. Um, and then some of the other kids, uh, they know the concepts, they understand it, but they don't do a lot of the work 
themselves yet. Because of school, we had a lot of metrics, which we realized is not always the best thing because the one thing you need to consider is the parents allow these kids to come, but they get they they get frustrated if the kids want to do this more than their schoolwork. So there's always this clash. And with metrics, it was the most, uh, uh, the, the biggest issue. Right, right. You, you, you're giving them too much of a fun thing to do, and they don't want to do more in matric. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right. I guess that takes some courage, right? So um, just, just one point is, is that it is, you know, because you are so much ingrained, with uh, so much part of the system, it's some of these things we don't we don't even notice them. But you know, this this past weekend, I I just stopped and looked back. That hey, um, so I was I was just like giving some encouragement to the kids. That hey, guys, you need to keep working at this thing. You need to practice at least 45, 45 minutes a day to get better at this. But then I looked back, like when these kids walked in here, they didn't know what a computer was. They, they not, most of them had not used a machine before, but now we're talking design concepts, you know, software design. We're talking uh, uh, Python syntax. We're talking, we're talking functions. We're talking classes. There's, there's huge progress. And we can have a conversation with, this, with these youngsters. And to me, that's, like, that's a big sign of progress. And luckily this past weekend, we had um, one of our, our past students who was with us last year, and now he's he's at Vit uh, Tulani, and he was just he just gave feedback as to how Sisonke, I mean the concepts that he learned um, at Sisonke with Python, are helping him understand C plus plus because he got introduced into C plus plus now. It's like he, especially the values. He, he, I mean, he was there sharing his 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 experience at Vit that he's doing well. With C based on what he's he's learned, based on what he's picked up at at Sisonke. So definitely for me, that was a big moment because when we started this thing, it's we not we don't want to change the whole world. We don't want tens and thousands of of kids coding. If we change one kid's life, for me, that's more than enough because um, that's what that's the the, the idea behind Sisonke. If one kid can have their lives changed and realize the value of learning the fundamentals right and being and just pursuing true craftsmanship in 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 their journey to be to, to become programmers to me that's the, the the job is done i'm i'm happy that's a great feeling man yeah definitely <laughs> i was going to also so if tulani didn't join you guys he would have walked into c++ not even having real experience with a computer that that's exactly it and i mean the the I think also the other challenge is the, the question that you, you one has to ask is would he be able to to walk into computer science in the first place you know yes yeah so the other thing also is Tulani would have let's say he didn't come to Suzonke Rising um, and he did manage to to get into computer science uh, which I believe he would have because he is a very 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 intelligent talented um, young man um, but regardless he would have gone to computer science and he would have been introduced to textbooks and then he would have gone on to be an intern maybe or or something where you know traditional software development might be very relevant and you know the here's your spec here's your this here's your that and all of those things that we teach are so in contrasting to this so i believe that his mind would be opened 
up before he started this journey and he would look at it entirely different to to what he would have if 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 Suzonke wasn't there that's fantastic i remember when i went to technicon how many students walked in and you could see they've never had the opportunity to really work with a computer you know maybe internet cafe if they were lucky but they really just didn't know and i i think it yeah you gotta you guys so we forget about this and how important simple little things like type races just to get people more fluent on the machine to get them to get their feedback that they get back from the machine to improve that like line up with the values you guys were telling us about no no that's that's 100 i mean when i went to varsity i had not seen you know the, the, my first experience with a keyboard was at varsity like to be sit in front of a computer and be able to type and to me, I, I always felt throughout um, the, my, my studies, I always felt like I was on the back foot. Because, I mean, like when they said, what, what was the mouse? It's like, what is a mouse? You know, like it, it was just, to me, it was all this cognitive overload. And, and, and something like that, it's, I mean, if you, if you have not experienced it, you'll take it for granted and say, no, everyone should know this stuff. So everyone should should easily have access to, to a computer it's not that easy it's it's not it's based on the background that, that, that you, your, your own upbringing and everyone is on their own personal journey and i believe that yes tulani would have definitely um, gone and, and and gone into into varsity and i mean without the the, the lessons and, um, and and the and the insights that he gained from from sisonke from because i mean the thing you theo and i are we actually build software for a living. That's what we do. That's when you go tomorrow, go to work, we're going to be writing code. And I think that's also that additional, you know, benefit that you actually getting it, getting this insights from someone that does this thing for a living on a daily basis. And I think that's also his, his added, uh, I mean, the, the students added advantage at Sisong. Other than uh, access to computers, what other kind of challenges do these kids face? That they have to, I mean, there's taxis, so they like it's different. They can't just jump in their own car and come. It's quite a trek. I mean, I don't know, like, do you guys help them? You mentioned food earlier. So, so I'll just talk about the, the, the food thing. Um, food is a, is, a, is a very important thing and it's a big challenge. Um, I mean, like two, two weeks ago. So, we have, I'll just give you this, this um, anecdote of what happened there. Two weeks ago, um, we have this retrospective at the end of the session. Like, what do you think went well? And it, one of the kids just said, you know what? I think the, the peanuts were really good. You know, they, they helped me think. And to me, that speaks to a person that's really hungry. You know, those kids, most of them didn't don't get like a proper breakfast in the morning. You know, so the food thing is a big thing. And um, it might sound like a small thing, but for them, might find that they didn't even get supper the previous night. And then they're coming in, they have to learn these very advanced concepts. So so we, we, we're we very lucky to be with uh, with Driven Alliance, who's really uh, helping um, in, in terms of buying snacks for this for these youngsters or, or, or on the weekend. So we get like some nice snacks, we get peanuts, we get um, muffins, you know, which is really, really helping um, in terms of even motivating, you know, kids. You know, kids, it doesn't take much to motivate a kid. You know, if there's food there, you know, 
the whole the whole mood in the room changes mm. you know like the willingness to learn because there's food mm. you know and it, it just it works well i can i can attest to being very motivated by food myself you know <laughs> i'm sure all of us nobody yeah. likes working working angry yeah. because that's that's great guys and 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 for you guys i mean there's uh, all of this is not without sacrifice like what kind of challenges do, do you face or is this now just part of your routine it's just like non-negotiable this is saturdays yes that's quite interesting um i mean manla has been the uh the cornerstone of of Sezonke the whole time um he's been there 90% of the time 99% of the time in fact um so my hat's off to Mandla. I'm, I mean, I've recently had a kid, so it's been hard for me to, to get there every weekend. Um, but it, it is a sacrifice, but if you, you'll see both Mandla and I, um, have a passion for, for this and helping these kids. And I think Mandla's passion you'll see kind of shines through a lot. Uh, but we have a passion and in that sense, it's, it's not just a sac, or it's not just something we do. It's it's something that we believe uh, is our reason for living. Um, you know, so it, it sounds a bit weird and very high, uh, maybe a bit meta, but it it it's from very close to both of our hearts. So in that regard, it's not really a sacrifice. It is just a bit tricky to manage that and a family. And that's one of the things that we want to change is to be able to do more of this. Uh, that's exactly it. And I think Theo is just being very kind. I think he's like very much the cornerstone of this thing of, of Sisonke. I think without Theo, we would have, I mean, we would not be where we are right now because it just, I mean, his insights and just encouragement, he's able to talk to the kids throughout the week, even when he's not there, you know, um, and so it's like, I think it's a team effort. And like you said, it's very much, we, we really believe in it. You know, it's not much of a, it doesn't become a, much of a challenge if you really, it's something that you're passionate about and you really believe that you're making a difference. And so, but that being said, yes, there's challenges and we would like to see, um, so the idea is not just to have Sisonke happen in just Deep Sluot and, and Oliver and Hope Barge. We want more people to have exposure to this. We want more people to get this, more youngsters to know, because to know that there's options, there's hope, there's things they can do with their lives, you know? So we want to expand. We want this thing to, to, to go to every, it's like, it's not, we're talking kids, but it's not really about kids. Like even adults, you can still learn a lot from something like this and it's not just for township kids it's just for anyone that's willing to learn i mean uh we've had um uh, two 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 youngsters that, have, that 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 came in who who are indian um and it, i mean the contribution that they, they they're making as well and they're also learning from this so the challenge is we need more would like more, i mean people that are interested that are very keen on on starting a movement like this um or joining us, um, we're very keen. Like, bring in your skill set, bring in what you know. Um, it's not just Python, and bring in your Android uh, development skills. Let's expose these youngsters. Let's introduce these youngsters to as much technology and as much of this cool stuff as possible at this young age, so that they can start building things 
and let's build a culture of um, competing and competing stuff right now. Let's build that culture of building products at this early age, you know, than just, you know, focus on the theory and get them done and then push them out there into the world. Mm. So I'm like, I'm calling out on to, to, to the, the whole dev community out there. Like if you're interested, we need more instructors. We need more people doing this in their own, own place and even joining with us and seeing how it's done and then maybe even contributing and adding to this thing. So if people want to get involved, do you have like a starter pack or I mean, what are your, you know, what are your plans around that? Should they contact you and come and help out with the existing setup or, or are you suggesting people start their own new setups? They can definitely join with us. They can contact us. I've met with a couple of people that are very interested. Um, and and I, I think the future is really bright for these kids. And it's amazing, you know, when we when we, we pull together, like how much new ideas just are born from there. So yes, get in touch with us. We have a, a Twitter handle, uh, it's Sisonka Rising. So you can like just follow us and DM us. And then we have a website. So if you want more information, we have our actually our numbers there on. Can you just can you just spell that Sisonka Rising for the listeners? Okay, it's S I S O N K E and then rising. Oh. Um that's our Twitter handle. That's that Twitter at, at Sisonke Rising. Cool. Yeah, it, yeah. Even even the website is it's Sisonke Rising exactly like that dot com. So you 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 can get more more information there as well. Cool, cool. We'll have all of this in the show notes. Hmm. So nobody needs to stop their cars to make notes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what's been the like hardest thing for you guys so far? I know you're like putting in a lot of time and all that sort of stuff, but maybe you can dig a bit deeper and, and, you know, for, for people who are thinking of starting this kind of stuff, what's, what's, what's really hard about this? And, you know, like maybe it's kids are leaving. I don't know. I can just imagine that there's a hundred ways in which this stuff can be pretty hard to keep going. But if you could give us some insight, that would be cool. I must be honest, nothing. Uh, and sorry to do this, but nothing hard comes to mind. To be honest, the hardest thing was uh, the 12-year-old boy, his attention span was very limited. So he would sit there and we, we believe in pair programming. So from the get-go, everybody paid or tri-programmed or whatever. Um, and he would he would fade off. You know, he would be there, but he would fade off and he wouldn't be as stimulated um, and can't concentrate as much. And that was a challenge because, you know, we didn't want to say, well, no, we can't give 12 years old uh, the opportunity because you can imagine how awesome a programmer this guy is going to be if we keep him in the program. Um, so that was one of the big challenges. What we realized is there was a, a while ago, I think a public holiday. I can't remember which one. I think it was the 16th December public holiday. And there's a girl... Um, her name escapes me. Um, I'll think of it now. But she just so inspiring from, I think it was Vitz, UJ. Um, she went and organized a whole week of kids doing code comeback. So she would get kids in from, um, sponsored from schools. And they would do be there a whole week of code combat at one of these MOOCs. Um, it's an open... It's basically a center that you can do online learning. It's in the center library. 
and she did code combat in there. Um, and th these kids just took to it. And I thought, well, actually, let's see if this doesn't work for the 12 year old. Maybe this will keep his attention span. And it has, it really has um, kept his attention span a lot more. Um, and yet he still also knows a lot of the fundamentals as well. So that was a tricky one. Okay, well, thanks. That code combat's a lot of fun. That's a very interesting model. Uh, and apart from code combat, you guys mentioned Code Academy as well. So I guess what I want to ask is, do you guys use these other free resources and put it in front of the kids and then like be there and mentor them through it and hold their hands and, and let them kind of explore the way they want to do it? Or do you guys have like a set curriculum that you take the, the students through? We've iterated a lot. Um, we've, we've iterated a new, numerous times on different things. Code Academy um, has always been in the picture, but it was every now and then. Um, we've done a lot more of it now, but it's so it's a, very much guided by us because uh, one of the things is this mentorship idea that that we have in our heads is we know how to to focus them. Initially, we started out actually with a book called Teaching Kids to Code. Um, that Kevin, Kevin Trithui actually started with. And this was, this was very much one of the very beginnings of Sazonke where he just gave two books. He just bought a couple of these books and gave it to random people and said, look, see what you can do. Um, so that was, we started with that, but, uh, we very, we, we outgrew that, I think, very fast. Um, and then we, then we, 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 lessons and specific ways to do it um i mean we spent a couple of weeks on uh mandla what was that algorithm run length encoding yes run length encoding we spent a couple of weeks teaching the kids tdd through run length encoding uh, which was also I mean, these guys are learning how to encrypt or decrypt stuff um so yeah and then we started code academy and only code academy so far except for code comet for the for the youngster or the other great resources okay no that's pretty cool you guys can bet this all on on just that that one i was i guess also asked if somebody you know like wants to start their own thing and i guess that's a big thing if they have to go like oh how do i come up with a curriculum and you just solve probably the biggest biggest problem or pro biggest fear initially at least from my point of view yeah, I think um, the main thing has to be optimized for learning and optimized for, you know, let it be a value-based system. You know, that's just the advice that uh, from our side, we've seen that work. You know, if, you, if someone, if the action is informed by a specific value, that they can actually mentally tie this thing, this action, or this practice back to the principle and the value, it just you get so much better result, you know. Um, it doesn't matter what curriculum you have, but if it's if it's just everything is, you can explain why they're doing what they're doing the way they're doing it. You know, we found that we found it to be very useful. You know, and you obviously initially it's going to be these things won't land, you know. But you need to start there. You need to, we need we realize that we had to start there at at the values. Like make sure that we have shared values. Then if they're doing TDD, you say, okay, well, let's do TDD as a practice. Then you need to understand it, it should be clear that 
to them that why are we doing TDD? Is it because we, then if you explain that, okay, we're doing TDD because we value quick feedback. We value continuous feedback. We value simplicity. Then they can tie this thing down. That, okay, because I have to do TDD, I have to write a very small test. It, it ties back to the value that I have. You know, so that we found we found that to be you can use any tool, but as long as it's informed by, you know, you optimize for those for learning and based on those values that you all share. And it just it just works on its own. You know, it becomes this machine that just works. And yeah, that's what I, I find I find to be working, that we we experimented and it's just working for us. Yeah, kind of one one other thing as well. It, like you said, it might feel very daunting to come up with this course material. But if you think about it, the one big difference between us and, and let's say, Varsity is we know what's being practiced out there. We know the latest stuff that's being used. And we can also um, sit and think very long, for some of us, um, how it felt when we started learning. What 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 we would would we have wanted to be taught when we started learning? So from that most of us know what to teach it's just a question of iterating and testing and seeing what works and what doesn't work and yes sometimes you're going to give a lesson that that won't work um but yeah there there are a wealth of there is a wealth of knowledge of courses out there um and it doesn't really help that we go and rewrite our curriculum because like Manla said, values first. So just get other stuff that, that sort of aligns to our values and then use that as well. Yeah, thanks. That makes a lot of sense. And another thing I wanted to ask is, <clears throat> after, apart from varsity, what else for your, uh, like what lies next for your students um, after they've done this? I don't know, how long did they stay with you guys? I don't think you even meant that. This is like almost perpetual. Or do you want the guys, are you making them job ready or varsity ready? Like what's what's the goal there for you guys? So um, our, our goal is, so we don't have a, a set curriculum that after like maybe a year, then, then you're good to, you know, or after six months, we, we don't have that. So what we have is it's a spiral model. So anyone that joins the system, it's at a certain level of the spiral. You know, someone will start at the, at the lower level, and then the people that are already in the system, like they've gone through Sisonke and understand the values, they've built stuff. They are at a obviously higher up on the on, on a higher level of the spiral. People that have gone through like 200 code academy um, uh, sessions, you know, um, they are at a, at a higher. So the people that are higher up uh, on the level of the spiral will mentor the people that are coming in. So it's like this continuous thing of learning. But at the same time, we are very intentional about making sure that they build a portfolio online on GitHub. So they have all GitHub accounts. They all have uh, a, a, a typing, I think it's typing world accounts where they can keep the profile and, and type racer accounts of, of their typing. So as to where that goes at the moment, we, we don't optimize for that. We optimize for them to be ready to build stuff. We want them building stuff. We want them effective team members. They, whether they then choose to go to varsity and which we very much encourage, they, they go and, and, and they, they can do that. But if they want to build software, they, like they want to build software and then that's, that's what they can do. We optimize for that as well. They, they should be able to do that. So there is no, um, at, at, at the moment at least, we don't have like the, 
the next big step that okay then you go then you can go to the workplace or something but we're saying the dev community at large should be ready for them though you know we should be open to 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 mentor this these youngsters that are coming in um, and to work with them you know and not work with them as oh yeah this is a song rising student no but as professional developers because we're putting in the hours and they're putting in the hours and and it should be based on what they're capable of doing as well. And that's what we're optimizing for. That's it, Jack. I think one of the, in the beginning, um, one of the students asked me uh, after class, you know, do you think, but what if I can't go to university? I can't remember exactly the question he asked. And it, it was so awesome to be able to tell him, actually, you know what, a lot of the guys that I know have, that are ridiculously good at software development didn't go to university um, and the same can be for you if you just work hard and these guys would not have known this um, they would have just been told you know what you can't do computers I mean come now um, don't don't even think of doing it and yes somebody says to him well actually no you can um, you just need to work hard and here are the tools or here is a path that you can do um, so but yeah, that being said, maybe maybe we can be a bit more focused. It is very hard, um, in all honesty, to to work out this set curriculum with so many different people coming in at so, so many different levels. So right now, it is just optimizing for as much learning as possible, and then not constraining them. So so the sky's the limit. Whatever they want to do with this, they can. We have one 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 student, um, one lady. Um, she's already, already working um, at a financial institution. Um, I can't remember. I think I can't remember in which department, but she wants to change jobs one day to becoming a programmer. So that's also a possibility. That's brilliant. It's like the Dreyfus model of skills acquisition just playing out as everybody moves up, well, up the spiral. They just, that's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I'm... I'm completely speechless. <laughs> <laughs> is there, um, Len, do you have anything you still want to cover? Or guys, is there anything really important that we missed that people absolutely have to know about? Yes, definitely. Um, so one of the challenges that didn't come, come through is that obviously we, we don't have enough um, computers. So we've, we've been very lucky that you know, our good friend Lance um, has been organizing to get us like second-hand machines lance who's from atlanta and we, we get those machines and and some of them work some of them don't work which is which is fine but we we're saying the drive the, the big drives forget the students that come in to at least have a machine that they can use at home you know so that they can do things like type racer so if you have an old laptop like all this in like not more than five or six years old so that it's, i mean it's still in a user usable condition and you're willing to just you know donate that machine i mean we'd really really appreciate it and and even if it's not in a in the greatest shape but we we're good we're happy to look at it i have some of the machines in in, in the garage right now and we, we like we just we fix them and and then when a machine is working then we, we we hand it over to to a student that they can be able to use it at home so that's 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 the request that we have yeah, I think just just the, just a caveat there. Um, don't 
use this as a dumping ground for your old IT stuff. Um, we can't take desktops uh, <laughs> just because students don't. I mean, if you look at a desktop, it most likely takes more power than some of these kids have in their house households um, to be able to use. Um, the other thing is, as well, if you have if if you have a contact at somewhere where they can give these kids data bundles, like some of the kids have free Wi-Fi close by, but it's very slow because everybody goes on it and they don't have a lot of airtime. Um, so that it's tough for them to go home and practice this stuff. So if somebody has any contacts in getting us data as well, we, um, we have started having the conversation with Afriost. Um, but I mean, if anybody else knows anything else, that would be so awesome. We'll definitely try and help them get that call out. <clears throat> but I second what you said, Theo. It's just not you guys aren't a recycling shop for old machines, <laughs> like something that somebody could actually program on. So I guess at least run Linux and have a bit of battery life, so at least they can work during load shedding as well. Yeah, so that that's like you know the fancy side of things some of the machines are not working they don't have any battery life but they're still usable but i mean that's what i'm saying that's why i said like it shouldn't be more than more, more than five or six years old i mean just keep it there you know and and i mean if it's user is a machine that you can actually write code on then it's it it adds a lot of value to 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 the kids and the guys should just get hold of you directly to to donate stuff if they can yeah, yeah, perfect. Well, we will definitely tweet about that, I'm sure, Ken. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Many. Cool. And consistently. Thanks. Mm. And I've helped Lance <coughs> store some laptops before every time. Actually, I think almost every time he comes to visit, we end up with a bag here for a week while he carts around and does his thing and then before it goes off to you guys. And it's amazing to see, especially this time with Ruby Fuza, it was quite a big, heavy bag. That's exactly it. Thank you so much, Kenneth. I didn't know that story. So thank you so much. Yes, yes. It's such a small thing. Lance does all the hard work. <laughs> the thing just stands in my lounge for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kenneth. Yeah, I must be honest that Lance has just been, uh, he's been behind the scenes the whole time. And he also has such such a heart for this. And the amount of PCs he's brought in, I think it's over 20 now. And he just keeps on doing it, and he's advocating Sazonka rising overseas. It's it's awesome to see. It's very awesome to see the guy's got a he he's a big part of this. Yeah, and he's also the big reason we had this episode. <laughs> he kicked us all oh, to get yeah. going. <laughs> so thanks, Lance. <laughs> Thank you, Lance. <laughs> well, guys, um, my mind's blown. I mean, I've heard the the story before, and it's just always stuck with me. Um, but yeah, let's more people need to hear this and, and, and do this kind of thing. It's really, really amazing. So thank you for all the hard work. Although Theo likes to downplay it and say it's not hard. I know it's a big, a big thing that you guys are doing and changing the life of so many students. Mm. It's very amazing what you guys are up to. Thanks. Thank you so much for that feedback. And I mean, our intention is to just like make this grow. Let's let's change let's fix the future let's let's do it together i mean mm. that's that's all we, we we're all about it's okay right that's exactly it that's it that's definitely it cool so should we head into picks do you think go for it kenneth what's your pick for the week man i don't know if i've picked bounds 
in Midrand before. Uh, it's a big indoor trampoline space. I know I've picked City Rock, the indoor wall climbing, uh, on a previous episode. We visited both places over this long weekend. It's been a, a lot of fun. Uh, very tiring, hard physical work. I mean, we're not exactly today's kids anymore. Uh, but a hell of a lot of fun if you've got some energy want to burn off. So those are my two, Bounce and City Rock. Lynn, do you have something for us? Sure. Um, just came across today a package in Go called Sutra, which are supervisor trees for Go. So one of the things that makes uh, Erlang so interesting is this ability for the processes to be kind of monitored and then recover. And some guys written supervisor trees for Go. So we'll put that link in the show notes. Definitely something to check out. That's cool. Theo? Um, so Extreme Programming Explained by Ken Peck. Good book. <laughs> I don't good know book. if I mentioned it previously. <laughs> Very good book. Everybody needs to read it. Um, uh, so I've been on a an interesting journey um, for a while now about people needing to speak or developers aren't that great at conversations let's be honest and i've i've started realizing nobody really is so two two picks that i enjoy or i'm enjoying currently is crucial conversations very brilliant there is an audiobook format available um i think everybody needs to read this it is it will help you at work with your family with everything and then um there's this audible series that mandla um put me in touch to with as well called away with words the art of rhetoric it's just so interesting we have this tool uh called language um the english language and we don't really use it um to the extent that we can so those are my if you like this idea of the english language and what we use and what we don't use and how we misuse stuff there's a great podcast on radiotopia um called the illusionist and it's this english like proper english lady that just unpacks language and, and just gives it a hiding. That's a lot of fun. Sorry, Mandla. Perfect. So um, it's something I forgot. I was just like, my pick for the week, it's oh, the functional uh, programming language for the web browser. I was playing around that all weekend. It's so much fun, hey? Oh, I'm so jealous. I've been itching to play with yes. that. Yes, it's just so much fun. So much fun. No, it's a really good one. I'll put a note in. Cool. Gentlemen? Thank, Thank you, you so much. much for joining us so late on a public holiday. Um, yeah, this has been fantastic. Mm. And we really look forward to seeing where this journey takes you guys. Yeah, keep up the good work and we're going to get you back in a while to find out how it's going. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Um, and thanks for the Dave Chat podcast. That's awesome. Ooh, take care, guys. Ciao. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Mm.